This is episode 284 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life, so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are The Second Amendment and We Are All Preppers But Some of Us Don't Know It Yet. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Well, guys, I kind of got carried away today. I (laughs) came home from work and started working on the Prepper Website podcast uh, website. And I was, uh, I've been wanting to uh, update that and change it up a little bit and uh, found a theme that I was happy with. And so I started working on it. By the time I knew it, it was very, very late. And so you know how that gets. You start working a little bit here, a little bit there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, so, or I'm going to, I'm going to fill this, I'm going to fill this one later on. Uh, definitely I'm going to pay for it. All right. So, um, I did upload a new video to YouTube. It's, um, called a bug out bag food ideas and tips. And I talked about this on the Thursday live uh, on Facebook, but that video was so bad after I finished it and downloaded it. My connection must've been terrible. Um, so, I mean, it looked fine when, I guess when I was recording it, but, uh, when I went back to, to play it, so I don't even know how anybody really kind of sat through it, but I decided to, because of the long weekend, I decided to go ahead and re-record it. And so I had a, a few hours, uh, where I was kind of by myself here in the house. And so I just redid it and, uh, edited it and uploaded it. So if you want to go check that out, it's, uh, I'll have the link for you in the show notes, it's called Bug Out Bag Food, Ideas, and Tips. And so uh, I'd love for you to go check that out and tell me what you think. All right, our first article of the podcast comes to us from survivalblog.com. And the article is simply entitled The Second Amendment. A lot of good stuff here. And uh, hopefully uh, if you're on the fence or even if you are uh, you know, one who believes in the Second Amendment, uh, I believe there's a lot of good information here for you as well. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. There's a lot of talk about the Second Amendment right now. The Bill of Rights is a document that has been enshrined in the annals of America. Ultimately, it is the fundamental rights that is provided to individuals to protect them from an overbearing government. While of the amendments on the Bill of Rights that are under attack, the amendment that takes the greatest beating is Amendment Number 2, the right to bear arms. I believe I could make valid arguments on all 10 that all 10 are under attack. Yes, even amendment number three, no quartering of soldiers, but that is a different article. What the second amendment says in total, if it is not ingrained in your heart or tattooed on your arm, the second amendment reads a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. A plain reading and understanding of this text is that the people are the standing army and therefore should be armed as such. There are multiple documents, court opinions, and articles on this amendment that date from when it was written to now. A defense of the Second Amendment. The article you are reading is not about interpretation of the Second Amendment. It is about the defense thereof. This right is under greater threat now than at most likely any other time in history. 
We are all aware of the current shootings, especially in schools. It is very established or very well established that people are more protective towards their children than themselves. So if they feel their children are threatened, they will act. The media, regardless of party affiliation, is banging the gun control gong for politics and ratings. My disgust of the media hit an all-time high when a broadcaster on a conservative channel reported about a burglary where the shop attendant was pistol-whipped by a semi-automatic handgun. While some may see that as simply descriptive reporting, it is clearly inflammatory by relating a non-relevant fact due to the current hysteria. It would be akin to replacing the words shop attendant with illegal immigrant shop attendant. It is pandering to the audience in the worst way. The attention has heightened greatly. In addition, the media is working strongly on the Republican base, the traditional stalwarts of the Second Amendment. Look at current news articles. Although Trump proposed providing teachers with guns for protection, it was repeatedly titled gun control. Any Republican who indicates he is in favor of any kind of gun restriction finds their name in print. Typically, I dismiss these ravings as they resurface every several years, but I nearly lost control when my brother, who is traditionally conservative and an outdoorsman, is now seriously leaning towards gun control laws and believing the nonsense that is spouted by the media. So how bad are the lies? The lies are everywhere. I wanted to search some basic facts which I will share here about gun violence. There are multiple sites that promote gun facts such as gun violence archives and Everytown Research, etc. These are decidedly anti-gun sites. They are sponsored groups that are perverting real data. This is what the average Joe America is reading right now. You need to be worried. You need to stand up and be counted. What are the real statistics? The best statistics on homicide excludes injuries and suicides. Is the Uniform Crime Report, or the UCR, by the FBI. This was fantastic data for the last 20 years. It provides a wealth of data including age variations, location, urban versus rural, and many other interesting statistics. What was very interesting is the Expanded Homicide Data Table 8. This is the definitive statistic on gun deaths annually. How many of you have heard this reference? I did not until I did significant research on my own. What I found uh, even more concerning was that it is very difficult to find the UCR for 2015 through today. Instead, you have to rely on Center for Disease Control. The CDC has a site called FASTATS. It has two categories all homicides, and firearm homicides. Please see the chart below from the FBI, courtesy of the FBI. And then there's another chart here, courtesy of the CDC, and now a chart from 2011, CDC. In 2011, the homicides reported by the CDC totaled more than 16,238 versus 8,897 from the FBI. That's more than 54% greater. Why is there a difference? The CDC includes accidents, suicides, and every other gun-related event. Suicides and accidents are a tragic loss. I have lost a dear friend to a suicide, and my heart goes out to every hunting accident I read about. However, including these numbers into the total is a significant statistical modification. If the argument for gun control is due to criminal attacks or mass shootings... 
It is a clear and deliberate misrepresentation of gun homicides, defined as the deliberate and unlawful killing of one person by another with guns. It is all about intention. There are groups working diligently to vilify guns. The strongest advocates for gun rights, including manufacturers and the NRA, are not providing data to the American people and seem to want to avoid discussing the fatalities. This is a mistake. There are some decent groups advocating, including Just Facts, but no gun advocacy group is willing to take a hard look at the statistics. And this allows the anti-gun group to control the conversation. So one interesting tidbit I found on Just Facts is, realize that the anti-gun groups have control of the argument. They control the data and nobody on the advocacy side is taking a stand. There are intelligent, business-savvy, and successful people who understand the impact of statistics and data on both sides, yet all the data is being driven by the gun opponents. The worst part is that most people are now used to getting answers with a simple search. To get to the truth, you have to be intelligent and make an effort. Otherwise, you are relying on the media and politically motivated informational advertisements. The media is taking their information and broadcasting from these political sites. Take a stand and educate yourself. Learn the true facts. According to the Pew Research Center, nearly 30% of Americans are legal gun owners. Based on current population statistics, that means we have nearly 98 million gun owners. This also means that gun owners are a minority. There is a significant push to take away the rights of these people and of all 326 million Americans. Gun deaths will grow statistically on the CDC's leading causes of death. The media will continue to spout nonsense like guns kill more people than driving. The gun advocacy groups hold to their smug guns don't kill people, people kill people. Yet we are losing the war even if we win a few battles. While I do not want to sound callous, When discussing large numbers, there is a term called statistically significant. That is, the results have impact on the greater outcome. This is usually represented by the formula P is less than 0.05. Any number less than that does not impact the outcome of the whole. The percentage of deaths caused in the U.S. by homicide is roughly 0.00004. Yes, as a part of our core... We value individuals, so even a single person lost is a tragedy. Unfortunately, nobody is talking about the other relevant statistics because we do not have them readily available. We need someone to develop basic statistics on current events. It is possible with appropriate resources. What is the probability of a mass shooter in a school versus other public places? This is a definable number and it is important. Why? Because it is statistically significant. It demonstrates that schools are unsafe. We need to understand what facts are significant. Significant means there is a potential for other outcomes. Back to the school example. If significant, it then leads to important questions about why schools are targeted. Is it a social issue? There is a need for facts to a host of important items, including but not limited to mental health, video games, illegal gun purchases, the gun show loop, as well as other potential pertinent facts. Why? Because these arguments are being weaved together to strip you of your rights. How often have you heard the media talk about the gun show loophole, where you don't need to have a background check? 
While even the fact is primarily false, at least in the state I live in, it would be interesting if any media provided a report on whether any of the shooters, especially the mass shootings, purchased their guns legally or through the gun show loophole. It would be an interesting comment if your typical media talking head started spouting about the gun show loophole and there was a statistically relevant response like, None of the mass shootings in the last decade utilized that loophole, and less than 10% of all criminal attacks with guns do. In addition, utilizing that loophole and committing a crime results in a 33% greater chance of incarceration and 20% longer term. While the former sentence is fiction, it would be wonderful to have a logical and factual discussion. As ideal as it would be to have an advocate understanding the facts, we may be too late. YouTube has recently shut down a host of independent conservative channels who actually questioned some of these issues. While they claimed it was an accident and may have been restored, it was a surprising, comprehensive, specifically targeted, and swift attack. It was not as if YouTube accidentally shut off 5,000 channels of a random nature. No, this shutoff was specific. You need to be aware. We come to Survival Blog because we understand the world is fragile. It is fragile from many perspectives, including geopolitical, economic, and moralistic. The collapse may come all at once, or it may be gradual with rumblings like the 2008 panic. This could be one of the political rumblings. The loss of the Second Amendment, although significantly weakened already, would be a loss for human rights and individuality. It would eliminate the strength of one of the last bastions in the world that stands for freedom of the people and respects people as individuals, not as collective. The loss of gun rights would take the power of the people and put it squarely in the hands of the government. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. While quoted often, it is more than apt now. It is worrisome that the people of our great land would willingly subjugate themselves to any government when generation after generation fought to preserve our freedoms. Stand up and fight for the Bill of Rights. You have been warned. All right, guys. Hey, uh, just a couple of things. I mean, he, he reminded me something uh, of something here as he was uh, mentioning this. Um, when I was uploading my uh, my video to YouTube, they do have uh, a new firearm policy that I did not notice this weekend. And uh, just kind of going along with this article and, uh, you know, the, at the beginning of the article, he talked about the media and uh, how, you know, there's just, just this agenda. And I, I do believe it. And I believe it's, it's attacking. It's not just gun rights. It's attacking all uh, conservative, patriotic you know, all of that. It's hitting it all from a bunch of different different angles. But anyway, the YouTube policy, I was, let me read it just really quickly for you um, because I think this is significant just for the way that things are going. YouTube prohibits certain kinds of content featuring firearms. Specifically, we don't allow content that intends to sell firearms or certain firearms accessories through direct sales, that is, private sales by individuals, or links to sites that sell these items. These accessories include, but may not be limited to, accessories that enable a firearm to simulate automatic fire or convert a firearm to automatic, that is, bump stocks, Gatlin triggers, drop-in auto sears, conversion kits, and highly capacity magazines, magazines or belts carrying more than 30 rounds. 
provides instructions on manufacturing a firearm, ammunition, high-capacity magazines, homemade silencers, suppressors, or certain firearm accessories such as those listed above. This also includes instructions on how to convert a firearm to automatic or simulated automatic firing capabilities, or shows users how to install the above-mentioned accessories or modifications. You can report videos that you believe violate this policy by flagging the videos. All right, so it's still kind of, it it looks like it's still kind of focused here uh, as far as uh, they're trying to, you know, intends to sell firearms uh, or certain firearms accessories, but, or provides instructions on, so it's very wide open still, you know, people can say, oh, no, no, we just, we're just trying to keep people from uh, showing people how to do illegal things. But, you know, they can they can interpret this any way they want and uh, they can start, uh, you know, taking down taking down channels left and right. And uh, who knows? Another channel that was taken down today. I don't know if you uh, I mean, I don't agree with everything that he puts out is uh, uh, Rick Wiles from True News. Their their YouTube channel seems to have been uh, shut down. And so I know that uh, I saw that on Twitter earlier and I went to YouTube just to kind of search true news, and it looks like they've already started another one and uh, you know trying to upload things up there uh, to YouTube. But uh, I think he, he, I mean, this this account had like maybe 50 or 100 people, and so I think the true news, the real true news YouTube channel would have had a whole bunch more. So, guys, this is again, we're seeing the things uh, you know that Facebook has done. Uh, you're hearing about that in the news. Uh, or even you know on Twitter or wherever you're you're hearing that you're you know we know about how YouTube is responding here. We know that Twitter has throttled back uh, people. They haven't like hidden your feed, but they're not serving them up to anybody. And so we see all these things. This deliberate, you know, uh, it's it's just a deliberate agenda that is being pushed where you know on on the American people to where there is only one. Uh, common uh, viewpoint that is going to be out there for people. And if you have that viewpoint, well, all right, hey, you can say whatever you want, do whatever you want. We're going to okay all of your videos and and all your tweets and all your posts. But if you have any kind of resemblance to conservative thought or patriotic thought or Second Amendment or any any of that kind of stuff, forget it. Uh, We're going to do whatever we can to make it harder for you. So anyway, just uh, wanted to kind of throw that out there, but I think that's a great article here on the Second Amendment. I think it's very important as well to have these statistics like he's talking about. I think it's, again, I think it's very telling that you can't go find all these statistics very easily. And uh, the author is right. We are very used to going to Google, typing in what we want, and, you know, looking at the first two to five, you know, one to five uh, things that Google pops up, we don't dig any deeper than that. And uh, very interesting when you start looking at the true statistics of of what is handed out and what is given to you versus you know what the real true statistics are. So anyway, keep that in mind when you're hearing all the statistics and the you know people are spouting off all the things that they are about firearms and stuff like that. All right, so again, that's over at survivalblog.com. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, like always. Our next article comes to us from Living Life in Rural Iowa. 
And the article is entitled, We Are All Preppers, But Some of Us Don't Know It Yet. I thought this was a fun little article. Um, you know, you might be new to the podcast. You might have just kind of found us and you're trying to figure out what all this prepper and preparedness and self-reliance stuff is. Uh, after re- reading or after listening to this article, uh, you might realize that you're more of a prepper than you know. So uh, let's go ahead and jump right into this one. Prepping is what it is. Exactly what it is. Prepping is getting ready for the future. We are mentally, physically, and spiritually getting ready for something that is going to happen. Whether that something is an hour, a day, a week, a year, or sometime in the future, we are getting ready for it. We can be preparing for anything. We put money away for a rainy day. They are getting ready for something that could happen and they would need that money for. That is prepping. New parents stock up on diapers, wipes, and formula so they don't run out. That is prepping. We shop garage sales and clearance racks for clothing and the next size up clothing for our kids so we are ready for them when they grow into them. That is prepping. We find a good deal at the grocery store and stock up on that item to have in the future. That's prepping. We put money away for kids' colleges and other future expensive. That's prepping. We save money for retirement. That is prepping. We pay for all kinds of insurance for anything that could happen. That is prepping. We go camping and decide to unplug and unwind for the weekend. That's prepping. We take a first aid and CPR class. That is prepping. We take a hunter safety course. That's prepping. We take up new hobbies and learn a new skill. That is prepping. And we buy groceries for the week so we have food to eat. That is prepping. So many of the everyday things we do is prepping. Many people are so turned off by the term prepper, but really we are all preppers in some way. We don't think about being a prepper because we are just doing things to prepare for the future or some future event. While many people think of prepping as stockpiling food, building a bug out shelter, owning a gun and several other weapons, learning survival skills, learning first aid, turning the home into a fortress, growing food, running drills, making plans for evacuation, security, etc. There's so much more to prepping. Trust me, those things just listed are important too. However, when you talk to hardcore preppers, they will tell you that they find the first list just as important as the second list. They often do things from both lists in the same day. Prepping is what it is. It is getting ready for the future. We all have different visions and paths for the future. Our lives change and we are always getting ready for the next stage in life. What you do and what you prepare for can be different than that of your neighbors, but you are both doing what you can to get ready for the future. Some of us just may see life in the future. Kids, jobs, college, wedding, homes, and retirement. Some of us may see more in the future. What can happen if something else happens? All of us prepare for the future so we don't have to worry about what can happen. We all have varying levels of preparedness. There is nothing wrong with that. While some people just see life in the future, some of us see more. We see natural disasters, job loss, an uncertain economy, political and civil unrest, global problems, and much more. We choose to take our preparedness to the next level. We look for ways to be self-sufficient and self-reliant. We look for ways to intentionally be ready for what we think could be coming. Again, there is nothing wrong with that either. Some of us do not see ourselves as preppers. We may identify as gardeners, hunters, cooks, woodworkers, and more. We may have fun tinkering in the shop. 
We may like to try new recipes on the grill and love to cook over an open fire. We may find target practice to be relaxing. We might think watching YouTube videos on how to do things or how people used to live in history fun. We may enjoy working on our own vehicles. We grow plants in our apartments. The funny thing is that those are all prepping skills and learning. We may not see it as being prepared for the future, but those skills and learning may come in very handy in the future. When the power is out, but you can still cook a meal on the grill. You can cook a meal with whatever food you have on hand or in the garden when you aren't able to leave home. Your car needs a new battery and you know how to replace it. You can build a fire to keep warm. Any skill you learn will always come in handy sometime, but you just never know when. Prepping happens every day and in ways we don't even realize it. We don't realize that we are prepping because we just see what we are doing as getting ready for the future. The future can happen at any time. How much you choose to prepare and how far you want to take preparedness will depend upon you, which is what separates preppers from each other. There's always someone you think will be too extreme in their prepping. There's always going to be that person you think should be doing more to get their act together. There are many levels of preparedness and only you can decide what level you are comfortable being on. Just know this. We are all preppers, but some of us don't know it yet. All right. Fun little article there by uh, Erica over at Living Life in Rural Iowa. And how true is that? Because you don't even realize it, that you are being prepared. And, uh, you know, all the little things that you do in life. And uh, it just, it boils down to this. Preparedness is just common sense. Unfortunately, you know, it is called prepper. We're, we're called preppers or survivalists or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, there's been shows out there that have made, uh, you know, the word prepper look very foolish and, and very, you know, out there. Uh, but that's just not the way it is. I mean, there are so many different levels. Are there crazy people out there? Yeah, you might be listening to to this and you are a crazy person and you embrace that. You know, I, I know people who are like that. They're like, yeah, I know I'm crazy. I, I believe in conspiracy theories. I believe in this. I believe in that. And uh, I believe that at any time this world's going to just blow up, right? And then there's other people who's like, yeah, I believe in preparedness, but yeah, I don't believe in all that other stuff. I believe, yeah, I've lived, I live in Houston and, you know, we experience earth uh, hurricanes. And so I want to make sure that I am prepared for a hurricane if, if, you know, if that happens, right? Uh, or, you know, definitely, you know, I always talk about Harvey, but, you know, those, those of you up north, I want to be prepared for a blizzard. You know, if a blizzard just comes blowing in and for whatever reason we can't make it to the store, we want to be able to, you know, be able to weather a week or maybe longer, you know, not being able to leave our house in, in whatever that means. And so it's just common sense. It's what people did way in the in the day before there was 24-hour Walmarts, right? Now you can, if you want to at three o'clock in the morning, you can get up and you can go to Walmart and all the lights are on and you can grab a buggy and you can do your shopping and you can check out. And it's just like, you know, any time of the day. But in the in the past, it used to not be like that. You know, people had to prepare a little bit more. Um, they had to look into the future a little bit more, exactly like Erica is talking about here. So if you are one of those people that are on the fence about preparedness, just start thinking about it that way, that it, it is just common sense. And just maybe that might ease it up in your mind a little bit to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, uh, especially even when you start talking with people, if 
that conversations do come up. You just talk about that. It's just common sense, you know, and you don't even have to use preparing like or, or being a prepper. You know, it's like I think it's just common sense to have, you know, a, a stocked pantry. Right. You never know. You never know when you're going to have to make a big meal. You know, you can say something like that. Uh, you, there's so many different ways to get around there. But, uh, you know, it's just so very, very true. And uh, once you really start thinking about it and you start uh, you start putting things into place, you realize that it makes a lot of sense. And then when you couple that with the world is fragile and uh, our, our world, there's so many crazy things going on right now. Uh, you know, things with in Syria and Russia, in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, prophetically, there's a lot of crazy things going on uh, more than than you might realize if you don't follow those types of things. Right. And so there's just you have that you always have, you know, the possibility of a terrorist attack. You have the possibility of of the economy not doing very well. I mean, today it was, there was a roller coaster you know, effect on um, on the Dow. And for those of you who don't know, I record the, so I record the Tuesday podcast on Monday night, right? So I'm always recording the night before. And uh, so, you know, it was, it was uh, a little crazy there. People were kind of freaking out just a little bit. And uh, again, remember, we don't live our lives by Wall Street, but that doesn't mean other people don't. And that doesn't mean that other people don't make it worse to make, you know, Main Street worse because they start panicking because of Wall Street, right? And so, uh, you know, that's just one thing that we always keep in mind as well. So being a prepper or preparing or living a self-reliant life or whatever you want to call it is makes perfect sense. And so I hope that if you are one of those people that are out there, you're considering it. I hope you you do it. I hope you ease into it. Just start making some better decisions and and uh, start planning just a little bit further out than you have been. And uh, you'll realize that it does make sense. And if you are new to the to the podcast, then I welcome you and I hope you'll stick around for more episodes because uh, we cover a bunch of different things and uh, you'll definitely hear something that will interest you, uh, you know, in the course of, of a podcast. So hopefully uh, you will stick around. All right, guys, that's it for episode 284. Appreciate you so much for hanging out with me and being a listener to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you do that. And that way you never miss a podcast episode. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.